on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. Welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have, for your listening pleasure, Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for, Cruise the Internet. We put up topics on the screen. We talk about what's true, what we think is not true, and we talk about how we, the people, can be the solutions to the problems that are created in society. Other times, when you tune in, we have Q&AF. Q&AF is where you get to submit questions and we give you the answers. You can submit your questions for Q&AF a few different ways. The first way is... Yeah, guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. The second way is you can go on YouTube in the comments on the Q&AF episodes and drop your question in the comments and we'll choose some from there as well. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Some people might call it a rant. We call it awesome. Uh, other times we have full length. Full length is what you see on most podcasts where somebody comes in and we have a conversation. And then we have 75 hard verses. Uh, 75 hard verses where we take someone who was in pretty bad shape before 75 hard. They got their shit together through 75 hard. They come on the show. They talk about it. They talk about how they did it and how you can do it as well. If you're unfamiliar with 75 hard, 75 hard is the world's most famous mental recalibration tool that has ever existed. And you can get it for free at episode 208 on the audio feed only. It is the initial phase of what is called the Live Hard program. And uh, it's free. So if you've got some shit going on, this is a great way to fix it. All right. Uh, Episode 208. Go get it. It's free. There is a book available, too, that's not free. Uh, The book will give you the ins and outs of what's going on uh, in detail. If you're one of those people that has to know the actual details of things, like I am, an inquisitive person, uh, the book is a good option for you. You can get that on the website, andyforsella.com. We do have a new book coming out January 1st, so get ready for that. It is fucking awesome, too. Uh, with all that being said, we have this thing on the show called The Fee. Now, you're going to notice that I don't run ads on the show. I don't take ad money from other people because I don't want to listen to them tell me what they think I can and can't say or should and shouldn't say. So I just preemptively tell them to fuck off, and uh, I ask you in return to just share the show, all right? We talk about uncomfortable things here. Um, We talk about things that are controversial here, and we ask very simply to help us get the message out. So uh, if it makes you think, if it makes you laugh, if you think it's an important topic, please share the show. We're always battling the internet, the censorship, the throttling, the shadow bans, and we rely on you guys to stand behind us to get these messages out. So... Uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Yeah. What's up, dude? We've got another thing you got to add in there. We, uh, what? I forget something? Yeah. What? Got Day in the Life uh, episode two. Oh, that's right. Day in the Life episode two coming this Wednesday. Uh, what's the date? 29th. Is that the 29th? Yes. 29th. The 29th. Of November. Of November at 8 Central. Mm-hmm. Day in the Life number two. Mm-hmm. There's an important announcement within that show. Mm. Very important. So keep your eyes uh, appealed for that. I like this day in the life. It's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, have a good time. It's fun to do, bro. Yeah. And it's only going to get funner. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I know that word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's your word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sweet. 
But yeah, it's uh, bro, I'm excited for the YouTube content that we, we have. Got a lot coming. of good stuff coming, we, dude. We have some shit coming that you guys have. Like, listen, I know it's been a while since I've done social media. It's actually been four years. All right, but uh, we've been working and we've been building and we've been creating some things that I think y'all are gonna love. Mm-hmm. I know you're gonna love it. Because we love it, and so, we're cool as fuck. Yeah. Well, even so, if nobody loves it, we yeah, love it. It's still fun. It's all that matters. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that one thing we're going to do, the fucking- Well, that, that thing? That th- you know, that's going to be funny. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, too. I, I know what that is. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. <laughs> anyway. You got to stay tuned. Yeah, you got to stay tuned, man. Yeah. It's all going to be revealed in the day in the life as they progress. So, yeah. keep an eye on that. Yeah. Anyway, we're just trying to keep you entertained, man. That's it. Trying to make you guys have, be informed, but also have fun. Mm-hmm. We can do both. Get added to the list. That's right. Get up. It's not about being on the list, bro. It's about being at the top of the list. Okay? I'm trying to get prestige right. on the domestic per- terrorist per- list. Personally excellent in everything. Yes. All right? Like, I'm not trying to fucking participate. <laughs> I'm trying to be number one. All right? You guys should join me. Yeah, man. Hey, look, it's a lot going on in the world, man. This is a, uh, I know it's Saturday for you guys watching Friday when we recorded. There's a lot going on, man. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So let's just, let's get into it, right? Well, hold on. How was Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. What'd you do? Uh, You know, so- uh, Now, you've been hitting hard on your diet lately, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is most serious I've seen you, so- Yeah, and I sent you my two-week pick. I mean, look- Yeah, you look- It's going. Yeah. I got a lot of work to do, but it's going. Um, no, it was good, man. Went to uh, my family's house and then um, went to Alex's side, and it was cool. Yeah. Nice and easy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I saw you smoke one of them uh, Palencias. I did have one of those Palencias. They Bro, were I like those Palencias. Delicious. They are good, man. They're really good, man. And I've, like, I've you know, discovered more and more about cigars a little bit, and yeah. I think my favorites are now the Padrones. Those are good ones. The Padrone 64s mm-hmm. and the Palencias. Well, there was just something about, you know, so I was at my uh, my mom, my, my, my family's side. Um, and there's just something about smoking a cigar in the midst of poverty. It just. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like that much bigger yeah. of a boss? Like I zoomed in on the cigar, but if I would have zoomed out just a little bit, like you guys would have understood where I was feeling. In oh, moment. so it was like a therapy cigar. No, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, fucking, got it. I felt great. I got it. <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> Bro, you know what? I, I can't believe how much I like the cigar thing. Like I've oh, started dude, to really it, like it. I'm doing it. Yes. So I, we I have, hope it doesn't fucking kill me, man. Like, <laughs> dude, no. There's this one guy. I think he's like he's like 103, or he may have died at this point. But yeah. he's like 100. He's like, you know, they asked him like, "What's your secret?" He's like, "I, I drink uh, like three fingers of scotch a day, and I smoke a cigar, bro, every single day, bro." I I am three years old. Like earlier in my life, like I tried smoking cigars a few different times. Yeah. And I just never like I never got it. I never got into it. But as I've gotten older. And I've been around like other guys that do it, and like I've kind of seen the dynamic because it's not about it's not just about the cigar; it's about the conversation around the cigar, and that's what I'm starting to uh, really enjoy. Did you know they're opening a cigar club here in St. Louis called Carbon? No, I didn't know. That. Yeah, it opens uh, December fifteenth, and uh, I'm a founding member of it. So oh, no shit. yeah, so we're gonna have to go. It's What's like members only, but I'm sure they'll let you in. Ah, right, well, yeah. you, know. you have to come. You're. They have to let me it's in. It's part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, is what it is. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, dude, I I don't know. There's I'm something I'm, about I'm, it. I'm, like, I used to be really big into it. I actually, I had a membership at a, a cigar bar over in Soulard. I used to go to all the time. Yeah. Had a little locker and everything. Um, but then once we moved, it's like, there's nothing really close out there. But I'm building myself a little, little yeah. cigar shop down yeah. in my basement. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been wondering where my scar's been going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Andy comes over one day. Well, uh, I, I, inventory's a little low. <laughs> where the fuck did you get all these <laughs> No, man, it's a, it is a That's nice That's fine with me as long as I know when I come over, I'll be smoking some good shit. Hey, always. Yeah. But only the best. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, let's get into the cruise, man. Right. We got a lot of stuff going on. Let's, let's, let's knock this out, man. Uh, it's a trending topic right now, so let, let's just cover it briefly. Um, you know, we've, we've covered the, the Palestine Israel thing, um, but there has been a, de- a development, um, that's important to bring up, but it's bringing a lot of, uh, interesting feedback on it. Right. So the headline reads, Hamas releases 13 Israeli hostages, 11 others to ceasefire holds. Hmm. Um, so the terrorist group Hamas released their first wave of hostages beginning a four day exchange that has paused the violence in Gaza. 24 hostages were transported out of Gaza via the Rafah border crossing on Friday, according to the Times of Israel, citing Israeli officials. Now, at least 10 Thai nationals and 13 Israelis uh, were released into the care of Red Cross personnel who were seen carrying those rescued via ambulance from Gaza into Egypt. The Israeli hostages were then expected to be transported to Israel to receive care at various hospitals. Um, Qatar, a key player in the ceasefire deal negotiations, said 24 hostages have, have been released in total, including 10 Thai citizens and a Filipino citizen. Earlier, uh, the Thai foreign ministry said that 12 Thai citizens had uh, been released by Hamas. Now, Israel and Hamas have agreed to a four-day ceasefire, um, during which the terrorist group will release 50 women and children taking on uh, in the October 7th attack on Israel in exchange for 150 Palestinians imprisoned by Israel. Okay. So that's the gist of it. Now, this is where, you know, here's the counter narrative and what this has to do with us here in America, right? Um, this is a trending topic on Twitter right now. Um, and the topic is no Americans. Okay. Um, and they have some, right? They have at least 10 that okay. we know of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then uh, this guy, Car- Carmen Sabia, he tweeted this out. He said, President Joe Biden is said to have brokered the deal for the hostages with Israel and Hamas, and somehow no Americans were included. This man is seen now. Not only were they not included, Biden uh, is uh, quoted to say he he was gratified by the exchange, by the deal um, and the ceasefire. Uh, quote, in a direct quote, uh, quote, Jill and I have been keeping all those held hostage and their loved ones close to our hearts these many weeks. And I am extraordinarily gratified that some of these brave souls who have endured weeks of captivity and an unspeakable ordeal will be reunited with their families once this deal is fully implemented. Um, he said in the statement, thanking the leaders of Qatar, Egypt and Israel for their efforts to secure the agreement. Um, now, it should be noted, this is the first wave. But I do have a, a problem with how we are funding this taxpayers. American taxpayers are funding this, right? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't even get a couple, right? And what do you, what do you, any, anything on this? Well, I mean, I think in these situations, we have to, like, think as if we were them, mm-hmm. why, why it would be this way, right? <clears throat> and so if I was thinking as the leader of Hamas, we're getting our asses beat in, sure. okay? All of our city, our children are being murdered in the fucking streets. Bombings, this, are, yeah. Yes. Sure. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people have really taken a look at the civilian casualties and who the civilian casualties are made up of. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of children, dude. 
and it's fucking horrible. And so when we think about it from Hamas's perspective, it's, okay, we'll release these prisoners from these other countries, we'll release some of your prisoners, but I think on the world stage, their biggest poker chip are those American hostages, sure. right? So, so for example, what they're probably thinking is, if we give them everybody, bro, they're just going to kill the rest of us because the the overwhelming amount of force that has been applied, which has been, you know, this is why we're seeing protests all over the world. This is why we're even seeing Orthodox Jewish people protest in favor of Hamas. Sure. Okay. Like there isn't total unity amongst the Israel uh, citizenship regarding the actions of Israel. And sure. people don't understand that. So if you're Hamas, you kind of think of it like this. Okay. We give them this, we give them that. And we keep these guys because if we keep these guys, because like, think about it. It's still leverage. If they, the way that Israel has behaved, I think most people can agree that it's been extremely fucking brutal. Yeah. Okay. We can argue all day about justification and all that. And everybody has their own opinions about that. But the reality is, is that they, that's the precedent that's been set. Okay. So if that's the precedence that's been set and you're the t- team that's been getting their asses beat, why would you give them everybody? And then they like, here's what my fear would be. If I was them, they're going to give us back our Palestinian Stillian citizens. We're going to give them the Americans and, and the other citizens. And then they're just going to continue to kill all of us because now they know that the hostages aren't in danger. Right. Okay. So that's, I assume that's probably what's going on here. And I also probably bet that there's a two stage or three stage plan here to try and, de-escalate the situation right because it's like it's like dude like it's like whenever you get in a fight with somebody who's stronger than you and you happen to fucking get them on the ground and you're like bro are you cool are we done are we cool yeah. are we done yeah right you happen to get them and then you let the motherfucker up and he beats the shit out of you and that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here in in my opinion yeah. and that's come from the uh the assertiveness and the aggression uh the retaliation from Israel on onto Palestine and Hamas, okay? Yeah. Um, but all in all, dude, I mean, real talk, um, it's fucking super tragic that so many children have been killed and, you know, for the lives of what? how many hostages total? Uh, 240. Okay, so there's been what? Estimate. How many yeah. casualties? Since, like over 10,000? Thousands, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a fucking terrible situation, dude. And- I hope that they find a way to de-escalate it, but the reality is, is I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think what we're more likely to see is Israel do exactly what the fuck they've been doing, and the minute those hostages are fucking out and they're safe, they go back to bombing it, and I think that triggers a it could potentially trigger a massive worldwide effort against Israel because of the brutality. Yeah, and um. You know, this is what I've been saying for, for, you know, since it started is that we have a problem here because there's 14 million people that are considered Jewish, 16 million people worldwide, right? So there's 3 billion Muslims that are up in arms and this is, they're having riots and protests in every country. I mean, those numbers aren't good. And if those people decided that they wanted to like remove Israel from the fucking planet, they easily could. It could happen easily. And um, that's where we get in a situation where as Americans, 
you know, we get drug into a, a situation that honestly, like, do we even know that we can win? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot going on there, but um, I don't see it as Biden being senile as much as I'd love to. I see it as there's probably a multi-stage agreement that's happening here um, to try and de-escalate, but I don't think the de-escalation will happen. I think, I think because of the nature of 2024 and what's going to happen, they're going to try to create as much disruption as possible for the elections. And as I've been saying for, I don't know, the last three and a half years, I believe they're going to try to play another pandemic play and a war at the same time to completely fucking shut down the possibility of Donald Trump coming back into power. Because if Donald Trump comes back into power, the globalist situation falls apart immediately. Yeah. So, and all of these people are globalists. So, uh, there's a lot to look at here, but that's that's my take on it. Yeah, no, that's a great take, man. Um, other thing I tried to pull up before this, I could not confirm it, um, but I saw something that you know the new the newly elected president of Argentina, um, Mile, he mm-hmm. just pulled them out of the World Bank, the central banking system. Yeah, well, that means that they're going to assassinate him. He that means he goes. Yeah. So, if you any any leader that's ever tried to pull off the Federal Reserve since the beginning of time has ended up being killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and that goes. For Hitler, it goes for Gaddafi, it goes for Saddam Hussein, it goes for John F. Kennedy, okay? And we go down the list of any leader that's ever tried to pull off the world exchange, the, the federal or the Federal Central Reserve Banking, Banking System. system. Yeah. Well, they've all been killed. They've all been killed somewhere or, or another. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I hope he can do it. No, I mean, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, do their economy shit right now yeah. because of it. Yeah, but I mean, I also feel like this guy is I don't I'm not sold on this guy yet. You know, we talked about him the other day and I was kind of like you know, I don't know. I love I love I love I love his presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying? But, you know, we're going to have to see what he does cuz there's a lot of affiliations that don't make sense for what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. <clears throat> Yeah, well, guys, let's uh, let's get into our headlines. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyfacella.com. You can find them there. Uh, if you're watching in on the tube, check down in the description below. You can find them there as well. So with that being said, headline number one. Headline number one reads, Dublin mass stabbing children among the injured. Um, now, this is a tough one. So five people were injured in central Dublin, Ireland on Thursday, two of them seriously injured in a mass stabbing described by police as a, quote, serious public order incident. A man was arrested after multiple stabbing attacks on Parnell Street, Dublin, on Thursday. Among the five people injured are three young children, and one of those children uh, and an adult woman are said to be in serious condition. The Irish Independent described a, quote, scene of terror as pedestrians fled on foot from the attack and reports that a male suspect arrested in relation to the incident has also been injured. A witness cited by the paper said the stabbings took place near a school and that, quote, the kids were out walking. All of a sudden, one of them fell to the ground, then another fell to the ground, then another falls on the ground. Then this guy started running past. Uh, Passer buyers helped wrestled the uh, suspected knifeman to the ground and jumped on him. Others have intervened to prevent the suspect being attacked. It was said uh, Griff reports the Irish justice minister said police are following a definite line of inquiry um, and are not seeking any other individuals over the attacks. He added, quote, my thoughts now are with the innocent children and the woman who have been attacked, their families and those who are caring for them at this time. 
Um, so you had the stabbing take place. Well, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Mm-hmm. So it's saying there were some passerbys that had to intervene to prevent from the suspect being attacked? Mm-hmm. Like as retaliation? I guess, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Kill that motherfucker. On the spot, dude. On the spot. We need on the spot justice because these people have to learn that when you do shit like this, it's immediate. It's an immediate yeah. fucking strong hand. Agreed, man. Um, so you have this attack that happened Thursday, and then directly following that, um, Dublin erupts in protests. Um, 34 people arrested in Ireland riots after a child is stabbed in Dublin. Around 500 people rioted in Dublin after the knife attack. Police in Ireland arrested 34 people in relation to riots that swept through Dublin on Thursday when cars and a bus were burned following a stabbing earlier in the day. Around 500 people wreaked havoc on the streets, with about a dozen stores looted while rocks and bottles were thrown at a crowd control officers um, equipped with helmets and shields. Um, the violence began after rumors circulated that a foreign national was responsible for a stabbing outside of school on Thursday afternoon. The suspect, who is understood to be of Algerian descent, is a naturalized Irish citizen, um, attacked three children with a knife outside an elementary school uh, in the city center just after 1.30 p.m. Um, here's a, a quick video of some of the... Uh Looks like those uh, those mostly peace, peaceful riots we had here in 2020. No difference. Yeah. Except these ones are far right. Oh, it's funny you say that, Andy. That's exactly what they're calling them. Oh. Yeah, far-right protesters burn and loot and I'm always two steps ahead, motherfucker. Man, you're always on it, man. Worst violence in decades. Yeah. Yeah. Far-right. Right-wing protesters. Angered. So, so wait, hold on. Yeah. So, so people that are angered by a stabbing attack Mm -hmm. are now far-right. Immediately. People who believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman are far-right. Far-right. People who believe that criminals should be prosecuted for the laws that they break are far right. Far right. People who believe that elections shouldn't be stolen are far right. Mm-hmm. It's weird, huh? Yeah, interesting. interesting. It's weird. Interesting. It's weird how anything other <laughs> but, than but the... Think, but thinking you, you, it's okay to cut kids' dicks off, that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. And if you, if you disagree with that, that's far right. Far right. Far right. <laughs> you know, if you, don't, if you don't be a nice little compliant NPC sheep, guess what you are? All right. Okay, so eventually you have to get over that and say, well, fuck it. If that's what you think I am, it is whatever the fuck it is. I am whatever, whatever you, you say, say I, I am. am. Yeah, that's if right. If I wasn't, then why would I? That's a good song. Yeah, it is. It's appropriate yeah. here, too. I mean, I mean, yeah, so I mean, there's just, there's, there's a lot going on here, man. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, one, one could say, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people like, oh, they shouldn't have protested, right? But then you go back to like May of 2020 on their lines and, you know, on their timeline, stuff is yeah. justified. Oh yeah, conversely, right? And it's just, it's just interesting. Now, you know, this migrant issue has been an issue all. Well, hold on, that that point alone. Why do you think the it hypocrisy is hypocrisy of it? Hold on, that's why do you think it is that people are so comfortable saying one thing and then the other thing? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Because they don't believe any of it. They don't believe any of it, and they're just doing and repeating and parroting what they're told. They're not thinking at all. Exactly. And they're they're going on the internet for likes, shares, views. And coming up with a creative way to say whatever the thing is and get celebrated for it, right? So when you guys see these people who say one thing and then another thing, you have to understand there's a couple things at play here. One, they don't know what they're talking about. But two, a lot of these people are professional manipulators and they get their power from 
pressing their viewpoint onto you because it's the powerful narrative, right? Mm-hmm. If if the powerful narrative that was backed by, if they understood that the far right was actually the more powerful side, which it is, if they understood that, they'd be on Twitter saying that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it was about, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. These people have, they don't operate with logic. They don't think like you and me. These are what's called NPCs. They are non-playable characters. These are people like when you play Grand Theft Auto when you were younger, or if you still play, they're the people walking up and down the street, bro. They have no idea they're even Can't there. talk to them. Yes. That's most of your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, man. But, I mean, there's, there's a bunch going on here with this with this situation, you know. And, and this is not, um, is, you know, uh, Ireland's first, first time having a problem with this. Um, you know, the, this headline reads, uh, Yusuf Polani jailed for life for murder of Aiden Moffat and Michael Snee in Sligo. Um, uh, he was arrested after going on a, a LGBT um, rage of killing. Um, killed a couple of gay guys within a four-day killing spree. Yusuf Polani, he looks Irish. Mm-hmm. Sounds Irish, too. Yeah, sounds real Irish. Yeah. Um, you know, or this person, uh, Ashling Murphy, man sentenced to life for Irish teacher's murder. Um, uh, Yosef Pushka, who's 33, um, killed a 23-year-old teacher, stabbed her in the neck 11 times. Hmm. You know, um, he's not Irish. He, he's not Irish. Not hmm. from Ireland. What? You know, and, and then you see things like this that come up. You know, it's interesting. Muhammad was the most popular boy's name in Irish city in 2022. Muhammad's not Irish. Yeah. It's not an Irish. Sure as fuck ain't. You know, and so it's like you know. It's in, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on, but here's the thing that 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 I'm seeing is that the people of Ireland, they're done with it. They're done with it. We'll I have, see. Have this video here. I don't we'll know see if, you, if they're done. I don't know if you saw this video here. Um, I got got a clip for you. This is the fella that was walking around Dublin for the last eight months, calling people far right and racist from the Irish Times. He is. Hey, look at them all. Look at them all. Far right. Look at them. Look at them. There he is. Everybody remember him from a few months ago calling people far right and racist. Yeah. Are you gonna write? What are you gonna write in the Times tomorrow? Cry for help, was it? Was it cry for help? Fucking God. Look at all of them. Look at them. All of them. Oh, fucking dying for a good story, the ad. They've put it back on the Irish people. Look. Look. Look at this gobshite from Virgin Media. Look at him. Pretend he's not listening to me. Look. We're not going to be intimidated anymore, all you. Yeah. Look at him. Coming down on his push boy just to get the story. Now, what are you going to say about the Irish people now? Are they far right? Are they, are they racist? Are they, are they racist? Are they? Yeah, you were laughing at them eight months ago when you were telling you this is going to happen. Alias, alias, fucking hacks. Yeah, go on, look at him. Good luck on your bike, on your fucking bike. Go on. Do you want to show me the video? Yeah, on your bike, you on your bike. And I don't even listen anymore. You're disgust, yeah. You You're on Twitter. You fucking know, yeah. He's on the scene, and we all seen it. Go on, on your bike, on your fucking bike. Yeah, hack, hack. That, that, that was polite. Yeah, that was very polite. Um, and then, you know, in response to that actual video, Conor McGregor is now jumping in on the conversation. He tweeted this out. Uh, should, I, should I read it in this? I love the Irish accent. Isn't that something? No, that's not it, is it? Was, I don't know. Um, um, but he tweeted this out. Uh, quote, isn't that something? The absolute picture of weak and feeble. The most divisive of all is the weak man. One of the most horrific crimes this nation ever seen has occurred. We do not care anymore what you said 
uh, cases got to shit, man. What the fuck? He he types in Irish. Fuck. Um. <laughs> he fucking types Irish. Ty- types in Irish, bro. I can't fucking. We do not care anymore what you sad cases have got to say. In a war, you are nothing. We are not backing down. We are only warming up. There will be no backing down until real change is implemented for the safety of our nation. We are not losing any more of our women and children to sick and twisted people who should not even be in Ireland in the first place. Call it what you want. We do not care. May God help us all. Ireland for victory. Andy, what do we got on this? I think he's right. I think it's time to stand up. I think it's time to say, hey, these people don't belong in our country. I think that goes for here, it goes for there, and it goes for all of Europe and everywhere else that has had these people forced into their countries with no approval from the citizenship who have come in and taken their resources and committed violent crimes. By the way, who advocates for these people to come into these countries politically, generally? Oh, it's everybody but the far right, which is a very small percentage. The far left, right? Because there's only two, far left and far right. Right. So it's the leftists who advocate for this. And did you notice who this guy fucking killed? Oh, he went on a gay killing spree. Now, why, if you were a leftist and LGBTQ was a priority for you, okay, and this is something that you claim to care for. And by the way, if you are LGBTQ and you're advocating for migration, why would you advocate for people who traditionally fucking hate you, who are going to cause you harm, okay? Like this this reality, it's because these people are NPCs. They do not know what they are doing, okay? And we, the, the intelligent members of society, whether we think more right or more center or even Democrat type thinking, the intelligent people of society, when we point this out, we are called names. We are called racist. We are called bigot. We were called, you know, all of these things. And the reality is, is that's how they've gotten their way. They've gotten their way because people have been afraid to speak up because they feel like being labeled those things is not okay. You have to understand those labels do not mean anything anymore. They do not mean anything. Let them call you whatever they want. The reality is, is if we don't stand up, and I'm talking about the citizens of Ireland, the citizens of France, the citizens of Italy, the citizens of Germany, there will be no more Germany, Italy, France, Ireland, England, the United States, the way that we know it. Every, and this is reality, every culture is being intentionally intertwined with these migrants for the purpose of removing the national identity of that culture. This is part of the destabilization process, which is comes after the demoralization process. All right. So what they're trying to do is for the next they, in 100 years, they don't want any white Irish people. They don't want any Germans. They don't want any Italians. They don't want any French. They want a single race of mixed race of the mix between Caucasian and Middle Eastern and black to become this like no one identity. Yeah, to become this same yeah. race of humanity. And on the on the on the surface, that sounds okay. You're like, okay, well, that's cool. We're all the same. What difference does it make? I agree. But what that also means is there is no Irish culture. There is no French culture. There is no Italian culture. There is no American culture. And what they're doing is they're trying, just like I tell you every single fucking show. 
Politics is downstream of culture. So where are they attacking? They're attacking culture because they know if they can make everybody the same race and everybody the same culture, that a world government makes perfect sense. Okay? And this is this is fact. This is what they're doing. And anyone who's pointed this out for the last 15 years has been called a bigot, a racist. It is not racist to want Ireland to be made up of Irish people who have lived there for 5,000 fucking years. That's not racist. Okay? This is called the way it is. When you go to France, that should be for French people. When you go to Italy, that should be for Italians. When you go to Germany, don't you want to see Germans? Like, this is the reality that people do not understand, and they're afraid to talk about it because they're afraid to be called names. But this is happening here in America, too. And people will say, well, America's a melting pot. It is. But the my, these people that are invading our country, they're not um, black Americans. They're not Latino Americans. They're not white Americans. They are people who believe different th things than we all believe. And what I believe they're going to try to do in the near future, and I think this clip will age very well, is they are going to try and create a big divisive divide between the migrant culture and the American culture. And they're going to try to get all the blacks and all the Latino Americans in with the migrants saying people of color. They're going to try to make this a white supremacy you know, issue. Yes, when it's yep. not, it's a fucking American issue versus people who are not Americans. Yep. And and that's what we're dealing with. And if you do not see that, you're either not intelligent enough to understand what's going on, or you haven't been paying attention, or you're an NPC. Because that is exactly what's happening. This is what's happening. And by the way, if you go read anything that these people write about in the global uh, economic form and what they believe, they will flat out tell you to your face, this is what they're doing. That's their goal. And, and people are afraid to stand up to it because they're afraid to be called racist or afraid to be called like bad names. Bro, the, the, the biggest thing that America has to understand right now is that Americans, whether they be black, white, Latino, or anything else, Native American, we are on the same team, okay? And when these people stir up this shit and they try to put everybody else on the migrant side, we have to remember what the people of Chicago are dealing with right now. The black communities of Chicago, un Outrage. they understand this. Mm -hmm. They understand those are not Americans. And we cannot buy into over the next 12 months or the next however many years this might end up being, the idea that this is some sort of identity politic issue. This is not that. This is Americans versus non-Americans. This is Irish versus not Irish. This is fucking French versus non-French people. And this is, they, Europe is years ahead of us. So what's happening in Europe will begin to happen here. And here's the reality. And people hate this, but it's the truth. We're going to have to run a massive deportation operation in real life that involves checkpoints and involves like real shit for a little bit of time to get all these people out of here. Okay. These people have to go. They cannot stay here. I'm not talking about our Mexican friends who come across and come here for the, the better way of life. I'm talking about the fucking criminals that are being flown into South America and Central America and told to walk into America while all these other countries empty all their fucking prisons and we have to take them at our dollar when we've got fucking tens of thousands of homeless veterans and fucking 27,000 murders in the inner cities happening already or 100,000 fentanyl overdose. Like we have our own problems, dude. These people cannot be here. 
And the reality is, is like, we're going to have to do something very drastic to remove them. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard to watch because the media is going to show all the little kids crying and all this shit. And people are going to have, you know, their, their sympathies. For, right. It's going to be hard, dude. It's going to be fucking hard. And it's not racist. Yeah. No. I'd tell you if it was. <laughs> guys jump in on this conversation tell us what you guys think about this this is a real issue uh hashtag hacks let us know what you guys think uh so that being said man let's keep this cruise moving got cruise comments let's check this one out um so this one's coming from uh stig mr one he says uh when are y'all restocking more bison real american freedom wear i was legit working late that night and by the time I got online to make my order, everything was sold out. Andy, you got anything for him? Uh, well, you're going to have to watch that day in the life uh, that's coming up this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. But that's not the big announcement that I'm talking about, just mm. so we know. But mm. that will that update will be in there. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Stiggs. Yep. Just wait on Appreciate it. you, bro. There was there was <laughs> over 10... pissed off. There right? was over 10,000 people in checkout when we sold out. Yeah. So, like, it was... There's a big demand. Yeah, for sure. So we, we didn't anticipate that level of demand. We, we knew people were going to want it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that many people were going to want it. So uh, Plus, I'm sure a lot of people were buying multiples. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it was awesome. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing everybody wear it and then tag us in it. Yeah. No, it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Well, yeah, so Stig, it's coming. Yeah. Just wait on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you guys for being real-ass fans, as always. Remember, we don't miss information. That was another fire one. Yep. That's right. I think you say it better, though. What is it? Misinformation? We don't miss Yeah, we don't miss information. Yeah. So if you don't want to miss information, listen to the show. Yeah. See what I did there, Madat? Yeah. Yeah, that was really great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Well, guys, let's get back to it. We got uh, headline number two. A little Andy Domus action. Did that comment say, I can't wait for Andy's 10-hour history lesson so he can explain where all the corruption, wait, where it's dead from? Oh, man. Well, I could do it in about an hour if we really wanted to. <laughs> Wait, where is it at? Uh, you, you you scrolled past it. It was up there on the beginning of the screen. It's all good. 10-hour history lesson, huh? Well, it only takes about an hour. It's just people don't like the truth. Oh, it's the first one. Who else is excited for the idea of a 10-hour history lesson from Andy about today's corruption and where it stemmed from? Well... Apparently, a lot of people are actually. Yeah, well, it's it's not that hard to figure out. You just got to pay attention. And if you've been paying attention for the last three years, I've said it about a 4,000 fucking times, but y'all just don't pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'm, my goal here is not to give you a fish. It's to teach you to fish. Mm. Look at that. Yeah, well, so we, we can't win without people who can critically think and look into things. Got to be able to the, the reason that we're losing right now is because even you guys depend on what you hear from the internet, including from me, as your only source of fucking information. And that's why we're here. Yeah. And that, that, that goes for even you guys that only listen to what I say and don't go look into it. You should go look into everything I fucking yeah, say. That's why we give you guys the yeah, articles. That's right. Go look at, yeah, absolutely, man. It's important. It's important. We uh, have to learn to critically think for a better America future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Well, guys, let's keep this cruise moving. We got headline number two. Can we get a little uh, anadamus? Mm. Well, it's pretty much every day now. Yeah, I know, right? You want to take a guess? You mentioned it. Let's see if you... Uh... Pandemic. Oh, man. I know, I'm good. Okay, all right. Well, behind door number two, 
Chinese hospitals overwhelmed with sick children after surge. Are you guys ever, like. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. When are you going to stop yeah. doubting me? Surprise, motherfuckers. That's right. Yeah. All right. Continue. This <laughs> yeah. feels great. Yeah. Hospitals overwhelmed with sick children after surge in respiratory illness. Um, now, these are a few MSM articles for you guys just to see how it's being played out. Um, so uh, this article reads, hospitals in northern China appear to be, quote, overwhelmed with sick children as the country grapples with a surge in respiratory illness and clusters of pneumonia, prompting the World Health Organization to ask Beijing for more data. Um, at the Beijing Children's Hospital in the capital, long lines of people were waiting to register during a visit by NBC News on Thursday. Waiting rooms were crowded with parents and children, some of them on IV drips. In a review of China's data, the World Health Organization said that the increase in cases came earlier in the season, quote, but not unexpected given the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions as similarly experienced in other countries. According to the WHO, Chinese health authorities did not detect new or unusual pathogens, and the rise in respiratory illnesses has not resulted in patient loads that exceed hospital capacities. Uh, so you got the WHO in there, okay? Um, but it's okay, guys, because guess what? Mainstream media, they have all your answers, right? China's child pneumonia outbreak spread, we have everything you need to know on it. Now, how would you have everything that you need to know on it? Something that's just now getting going. I think that's a very, you know. Well, how have I been talking about this for a year and a half, two years, about this actually being a pandemic for children? I mean, there's only probably 20, 30, fucking 50 clips of me saying this exact thing. Oh, Andy, no, bro. Listen, AP fact checked that. There was a fictional virus that was created for training exercise, not for another pandemic. Oh, okay. So the AP is credible. Yeah. It was just for, the, yeah. So, you know, you know, like that that training event. They call it catastrophic contagion, where they had that thing called Sears, right? That, um, you know, the exercise simulated a series of World Health Organization emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic that was set in the near future. That uh, disproportionately affecting children and young people. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the one that actually said there would be 20 million uh, plus child deaths. Mm -hmm. who, who said this? Who said that they were going to run a pandemic? that affected children that then was going to actually kill children so that they could blame all the people that they are saying caused all the problems last time. First it was grandma killers. Yeah. Now it's, now kid, it's killers. kid killers. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the problem. My opinion when I, and I've said this plenty of times in the show. In fact, we should probably go find a couple of the clips and throw them in here. So if you're on their team, you can't lose because if you lose, it's your life. And if we're trying to figure out a plan on how to, not lose. Here's how you do it. Um, you get you test everybody like we run like what they're doing right now. Say, well, where are we at with people? Yeah. Are they going to wear masks again? Are, are they, they going to line up and get this to... vaccine again? Yeah. What are they going to do? How scared are they still? All right. Then we take the temperature. That's what I believe this is. Mm -hmm. Then we release something that actually kills people. Now they ran one called Sears, and in the Sears pandemic, twenty billion kids die. All right. Now. If you were trying to control the population and you were talking about this in public, like Bill Gates does, do you think that it would advance your agenda if 20 billion kids died, a whole generation of kids in certain places? Would that advance it? It sure would. Now, what do we do with the people who are calling bullshit? 
well, we could make them the enemy. Because if we release this thing and these people are saying, hey, resist, do not comply, then it's their fault that the kids die. Then they criminalize those people and remove them from society. They put them in camps or they execute them. And then they run the world because there is no resistance anymore. That's what I see their plan to be. If it actually kills children, their plan might work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the fucking danger. Like, I think these people would kill 20 million children to keep from what will happen to them if they if they remain if they lose power from happening yeah i mean does anybody think that i mean i think that i think they'll absolutely do it i mean I, now now what would they what would that do to the parents of the people who have been no calling choice. bullshit on the pandemic for 2020 and 2021 2022 and who are now saying do not comply do not let them do this again what would that do yeah. to those people well, it would create a situation where they would legitimately try to round those people up and fucking kill them. And you would have public support because people's kids are dying. Mm-hmm. And these people wouldn't realize that these people killed their kids just to remove so to this, just to remove the only obstacle between them and total control, which is the people who are going to say no Account- and calling for accountability. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Now I'll say this: Bro, these real these people, these pe- the the fucking same old villains, they should be rounded up and fucking dealt with now. Yeah, before they can before yeah. they can release the shit. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'll say this though, because I you know following this stuff for the last couple of years as we have, you know, it's important to understand where we are in this process, right? Now, what I believe that this is, this specific story that's happening right now, I think this is their their temperature check. Right, they're just they're gonna put it out there, see what the reactions are. Is this something? Are, are they not worried about this? Because that's what that like that's typically a play for them, right? They do a couple of small little like testers, right? Feeder, get, get a decent temperature gauge on it, see where the, where where everybody's at. You know, I mean, they they try to use fear first, right? And here we are at the holiday times. You know, families are home, right? I mean, I don't know, man. People should have resisted the first time. Because now it's going to get worse. And, you know, these people already made pregnant moms get the vaccine. They, 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 bro, the death rate is higher than it's been in, what, 80 years we looked at? In almost every country. Yeah, in almost every country. Except the, for the ones that did The didn't. amount of child deaths are at a high, okay? And it's because of these forced vaccinations by all accounts. I mean, that's that's what most people are saying, and it seems to be accurate. Yeah. I mean, I actually think there's a whole lot more death that's that's happening that people just are not, they've kind of tuned out or they've kind of gotten used to it, you know? And, bro, I could see this in my own life. Like, I've, I've known a number of young people who have died suddenly or died unexpectedly. And, 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 you know, there's, I mean, dude, when we talk about this, we get tons and tons and tons of feedback from people who are like, there's no doubt this, People are fucking dying Um, and they're not talking about it at all. And so, like, what do you think these people are willing to do to go past that? Like, in my opinion, how I see this is very simply they needed to maintain power. If you were guilty of the things that they are being accused of, that means the punishment would be life imprisonment or probably death. Okay, And so what are you willing to do to avoid death? Well, you are willing to do whatever you have to do. And these people are no different, except they have all the money and all the power and all the control and own the media. And so we're in a situation where this is pretty dangerous because these people can manipulate the narrative 
quicker and harder and faster than than anybody else on the planet with total unity, which makes it appear credible. Mm-hmm. But people have gotten smart. People have learned that, you know, the CDC and the WHO and Fauci and all these people, the media. Gates. People are not listening to these people anymore, right? So how do they get the power back? Well, they get the power back by creating a scenario where they can legitimately remove the people who are calling them on their bullshit from society, which what better way to do that than to start a pandemic that actually killed people at mass and then turn the people, the families of the people who were killed onto the people who have been saying, do not comply. Don't trust these assholes. Don't uh, support them. Don't listen to them. Keep your business open. Stop doing this. So this to me is a strategy to remove the resistance globally from their ability to maintain control of, of what they're trying to do. And yeah. so um, that's my personal opinion. And, you know, I've got a pretty good track record. So it's going to be a very difficult situation if this is true, if this is a real pandemic. Now, you could be right. You could, this could be practice. But if this is a real one and kids are going to die, this is going to present some very difficult times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's important for everybody to recognize right now who the fuck's responsible for this shit. And then I, like, that's, a, that's the thing that bothers me the most. They tell you. Yeah. They don't hide from it. They yeah. tell you exactly who's responsible for yeah. it. Yeah. We just don't listen. Yep. We don't fucking listen. Like well, they, they, they run pra- mis- they, they, pra- they did the same shit with COVID, ran the, ran, the, ran the tabletop exercises. Months later, boom, there it is. Yeah. They run this exercise in October 23 uh, or, or October 23rd of 2022. Yeah, and here we are. And here we right are. before election season, right? Yeah, it's so, perfect, perfect timing. Dude, listen, man. It's, this is a big problem. Like, it's a big fucking problem. These pe- if you guys would have spoke up and held these people accountable after what they did in 2020 instead of protecting them or pretending like they didn't know what they were doing, these motherfuckers knew exactly what they were doing. There is... There is like thousands of hours of videotape of every single news outlet parroting the exact same phrases, like the exact same phrases that they're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. This is a coordinated attack and it was global and it's headed by the people of the World Economic Forum. Those are the people in charge of this. They talk about it openly. They've written books about it. Klaus Schwab had a motherfucking book called uh, Agenda COVID-19. 2030, The Great Reset, yeah. COVID-19, like literally... In fucking 2020, as it started happening, okay, Bill Gates and his organization ran a pandemic exercise in conjunction with the World Economic Forum in October of fucking 2019, and you all know what happened in 2020. Right. You know, that dude, it's the same. The part that pissed me off is like, you know, China, they're, they're, they're coming out saying that, you know, this headline reads, China blames weak immunity from coronavirus lockdowns for respiratory outbreak in children. I, I, I don't know. I mean, so you're telling me, so so the lockdowns were bad. We do admit that, but we're about but we're to, gonna lock them back down. Well, let's go back to it again. Yeah, right. Like yeah, or isolation doesn't. You know, like dude, I remember you remember that video that came out because we talked about it. Like you know, when 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 there's stuff like this, it actually helps your immune system by being around people and exposed. Yeah. You need bacteria floor on your fucking body. Moving like you. That's how you. Yeah, build there up was a, there was only like. I don't know, thousands of doctors they were saying that the were same speaking shit. up this and they all got fucking their medical licenses fucked with and 
labeled a quack and fired and removed from, you know. Never again. No, I'm never fucking doing it again. Never again. And anybody else, regardless of what they unleash, you cannot fucking bend the knee to these people. They, it's, it's not your people. The people who are saying, stand up, speak up, call these people out, hold them accountable. We're not doing this. Do not comply. They are trying to protect you. And you are not following their lead. And because you're not following their lead, these people are remain in a position to continue to fucking do this to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, tell us what you guys think. Let us know down in the comments, hashtag round two. And let us know. Uh, with that being said, man, let's get to our third and final headline. Headline number three. I like when I see uh, the left eat their own. Yeah. Right? So that's what headline number three is about. Headline number three reads... Mayor Adams responds to sexual assault accusation after reporter reveals suspicious detail about accuser. Hmm. He is, he's going down. They're, they, I think they're done with him. That's what it's looking like. Okay, well, that's what it's looking like. So, so New York City Mayor Eric Adams spoke to reporters and responded to allegations of sexual assault on Thursday. Adams was accused of sexually assaulting a woman in 1993 in a bombshell legal filing. The accuser, who was not identified by the messenger, um, filed a summons Wednesday night under the Adult Survivors Act, the same law that allowed E. Jean Carroll to go after Trump 30 years later. The plaintiff accused Eric Adams of sexually assaulting her when they both worked for the city of New York, the messenger reported. Here's the video of his response. Um, as I was stating, I want to respond to this lawsuit that was just brought to my attention. It absolutely did not happen. Uh, I, I don't recall ever meeting this person, uh, and I will never harm anyone in that magnitude. Uh, it did not happen. And, uh, you know, it's going to go its course, it's going to take its process, uh, but um, it did not happen. And that is not who I am. And that is not who I've ever been in my professional life. And, you know, it's just uh, something that uh, never took never took place. Mr. Okay, Mayor, there that's are all, quite that's a all number we have right now. Under the same wanna... name. A person by the same name has filed quite a number of lawsuits and has even written um, a book that appears to be on sale on Amazon about how to file lawsuits and how to win. Does that make you question the credibility separate from the fact that you're saying this never happened? Well, <clears throat> uh, as, as you know, uh, I've been in public life for uh, almost 40 years and uh, people know my character. Uh, they, they see how I am, how I carry myself. And uh, I could just emphatically state uh, that one, this never took place. And I do not recall ever meeting uh, the accuser. And it's just not who I am. And I would never do anything to harm someone. Now, I did not. No, in all seriousness, though. It's not just this. Well, hold on. One. Before we even get into it. Yeah, yeah, do you think he's? What do you think he's lying about? What is he telling the truth about? I think he's, I think he's telling the truth that See, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know. I think he when knew he, her, but I don't think it happened. Yeah, I think yeah. That's yeah. how I felt because when he said, "I don't recall meeting," the, if you didn't meet him, you say, "I've never fucking heard of this person." Right, right. Okay, so he's trying to dance that line about does he know or does he not know, and in his head, he's thinking, 
do I have some sort of connection that can they can expose me on, right? But I think I don't think he did what, what, what they're, they're saying, saying he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't it's see very it similar to I don't know another guy from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, remember I that guy that that guy that was president. His name was Trump. That was Rump. Yeah, Rump. Rumpelstiltskin. Big rumpy Trump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Trump. Like this dude. This dude gets accused of shit every day. And you know what's interesting? It's interesting that Eric Adams has championing these things his whole life. And here, there's this there's this word for this. I forgot what it's called. It's called like Marma. Rhymes with shawarma. Shawarma. Karma. Karma. karma, karma, karma. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. See, I think it might be something a little bit deeper than just plain karma, too, though, bro. Uh, because you know, right before the sexual assault accusation that comes out, you got the FBI. They're 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 searching this fundraiser campaign manager consultant. Who's he been the most critical of the last well, few few months? Yeah, I mean, and and here's the thing, and we've seen this happen in other places too, right? Like, remember our, our friend Bob. Bob Menendez, who mm-hmm. just got charged with uh, with bribery for a foreign government, right? Uh, we remember remember our other buddy Cuomo, mm-hmm. right? He had sexual allegations, and what were they covering up with that one? That they were trying to get him because of what happened with the pandemic response and the nursing home scandal, right? So what did what did Adams do that would make them put him off to the side? That that is a great question, Andy. Mm. You know, and and. It's a very, very simple, uh, simple answer. He's been extremely, extremely vocal and critical of Biden mm-hmm. and the migrant response and mm-hmm. what's going on in New York. So is this a thing of like you're talking too much, you're getting too loud? We have to get this guy out. Yes, undoubtedly, yes. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Do you guys ever wonder how they come up? Uh, listen, this is how they get everybody out of the way that they don't want. They come up with some bullshit sex scandal mm-hmm. from 30 fucking years ago, bro, and bring it to the forefront and make a big deal, discredit the person and make the person try to resign or embarrass embarrass them to the point where they're not credible anymore. Right. Because the accusation alone. Dude, it should be a red flag to everybody. Yes, the accusation alone is. It's damage. Yeah. It will do the damage to need. Whether it actually happened or not, the accusation alone creates so much damage He's done. He's done. Well, that needs to change. Yeah. Not to fuck up. In culture, we need to change. We need to start realizing that when people get close to the truth, they get made to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Look what they did. Look, you can, you can say whatever the fuck you want about Andrew Tate. All right? Look what they did to fucking Andrew Tate. Okay? Look what they've done to anybody who speaks up enough and stands up enough. Look what they're doing to Trump. Look what they're doing to any this Menendez guy who's one of theirs, okay? These people have weaponized this tactic. And the, when I say these people, I mean Joe Biden and I mean the three-letter agencies. Obama. And they are working together to create a scenario where they, they can fucking create anything. And it doesn't even have to be true. And it's always a sex scandal. It's always an abuse scandal. It's always a, you know, a rape situation because that's the one that people will care the most about. Dude, or what is the other one that they always figure out that people always end up being? What's that thing they end up being? A what a file? Pedophile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And oh, they got pictures of child porn on their computer. Like, I'm not standing up for any of those people, but you know, the CIA and the FBI and these people who are very powerful, they do have the ability to put those images on your computers. Like, there's that, mm-hmm. right? So like we we have to start understanding that like when people start to stand up for the actual reality like i don't like 
uh, Eric Adams. I'm say, yeah, this I, is not a defense yeah. of Eric Adams. Like, I'm not a like fan of his. I've I don't been, like his politics. Correct. I don't like his attitude. He's full of shit. He's fucking rude sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, wrong is still wrong. Wrong is wrong. And you But know? I'll also say when people do the thing right. Like, Earlier in the show, when they said Biden's senile, I said, it's not Biden that's exactly. senile. It's really fuck here. Yeah. Really yeah that's true. right. I'm going to call it how it is on both sides. Yep. And I don't like Eric Adams. He's not my cup of tea. But here's the reality. He understands that New York is being fucking destroyed, and he cares enough to at least speak out on something that's unpopular within his political affiliation, mm-hmm. and this is how they get him. Yeah. This, is, this will happen to everybody, bro. Dude, if we don't change the direction in 2024, politically, this will start happening to anybody who speaks out. They will figure out a way to fucking prosecute or destroy or ruin anybody that speaks out. And until culture changes, meaning we don't destroy people just because the media says this or these random accusations, and we start abiding by the, the, the assumption that... They are innocent until proven guilty because very rarely do these people get found guilty. It's just the accusation piled on it. Maybe that, and if that doesn't work, they'll do another one and they'll make another one come out and then they'll make another one come out. That's how they do this. And we've seen it over and over and over again. And when you say who's doing it, well, I don't know. You should probably uh, look at who the per- the people are that are being criticized when these things happen. Yeah. Okay. Because it's always consistent. It's always constant. And you're correct. They are eating their own, right? And so Eric Adams, I guarantee you, he's sitting there right now and he's like, holy fuck, I picked the wrong fucking team, yeah. right? Because they'll kill him just as much as they kill the people they say they hate. Like, these people are fucking ruthless, bro. There, there's no loyalty amongst these people. And honestly, you know, like if I'm being honest, those people deserve this shit because they've done it to other people a thousand times because they're on the team. Right. Right, right. They know it's, it's the game. It's cool. It's nice and easy, and it's comfortable when you're on the team. Yes. Yeah. But see, you don't think Eric Adams knows that they've been doing this for the last thirty fucking years? That's what I'm saying. Menendez didn't. Like he was. He's not doing anything that no. any of the other motherfuckers no. were doing. And because they didn't stand up and speak the truth and say this is wrong, this should not be happening. Now it's happening to them. Mm-hmm. So real talk. Like any time accusations come out between, especially like sexual allegations or rape things, I don't fucking believe them anymore until they're proven. Because, dude, we had such a change in culture with the Me Too shit, where every fucking man was an abuser, and every single... And, bro, all those same women are now complaining because no men will fucking date them. Right. Well, no men will date you because men are afraid that if they even, like, talk to you a certain way, they're gonna get fucking slapped with some sort of fucking allegations, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the truth. It's bullshit, man. Yeah. It's bullshit. So we need to get smarter as a culture. You know something else I think we need to change culturally? Totally unrelated. Um, texting people on fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> no, I got to be real with this. This is, a, this is fucking real. Yeah. Okay? It used to be that Thanksgiving and Christmas and certain holidays, Easter, you know, these times were made for our families. They were made for us to have family time away from work. And now most people, they have a pretty high attachment to their cell phone mm-hmm. in regards of maybe just in their social life. Some people do it for their professional life too. And because technology has never been talked about and ethics of technology have never really been talked about, it seems to be appropriate for everybody to text or mass text and say, happy Thanksgiving on fucking Thanksgiving when we're trying to fucking chill, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you guys have to start realizing that this is rude behavior. 
It's rude. Okay, if it's your close family member, if it's your friend, maybe. But like just random people that you haven't talked to and fucking you only talk to them. If you go in your phone and every time you talk to someone is on a holiday or their birthday, stop fucking doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, for me, like, listen, Daryl, for me, the last 10 years of my life, because I've been uh, uh, on social media and I've had somewhat of a following, every holiday and every birthday has been completely fucking wasted by people texting me. Do you think that I want to sit there on my fucking birthday and get 4,000 fucking text messages from random random people? Yeah. Like, do you think I want 4,000 DMs from random people to say, bro, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. No. And like, bro, this doesn't have to do with just me. It has to do with anybody. It's culture. It's a cultural correction that we need in terms of what is de- deemed appropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. Technology has changed things. We don't have holidays anymore. We don't get breaks anymore. Like, how many of you guys have work on your cell phone or have massive time on your cell phone and like you just want to fucking chill on these days and you can't because you got every moron that you know texting your fucking little turkey emoji. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. It's true. We should ever it should be seen it should be seen as rude to do that. It should be a day off. Unless it's like you know, like close friends, like real close. Yeah. You know, the truth of the matter is people don't do that for the other person. They do it for themselves. Because remember, it's always like the same fucking That's not 20 genuine. people that you know that do it. Yep. They're doing that so they can be seen as the person who's thoughtful or, you know, a, more caring or whatever. Bro, you're not fooling anybody. Like every time someone who only texts me two, three times a year on those days texts me, it just furthers my fucking my my perspective that they're fucking dumbass, mm-hmm. right? It makes me want to spend less time around them. It makes me value them less because I see how they actually are. You see what I'm saying? That's real shit, dude. I, I'm the same yeah. way. Everybody, like, that's the thing. Everybody's like that. What? Everybody. I mean, I would say most people get that. Get what I'm saying? Absolutely, and feel the same way. Like, bro, stop. Yeah. Start start seeing it as rude. Don't do it. Like it's rude. It is. Like you wouldn't like you wouldn't go to someone's house on Thanksgiving and just stop on the fucking knock on the door unannounced and say, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Tucker Day. All right, I'm gone. <laughs> and then the next guy shows up. And then the next guy. And it goes yeah. on for hundreds of people. Then you don't ever get to spend your day with your family, your friends, doing the things that you want to do. You're accommodating all these people who are being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna be thoughtful too, and I'm gonna say, get the fuck out. Like, bro, I'm so over it, dude. I'm I'm gonna get rid of technology eventually. Like, the this is real shit. Presidential order. Listen, life was better. There's a lot of good things that have happened for, with the internet. There's a lot of good things that have happened with social media. But I am telling you, as someone who grew up for 20 years, 21 years before this shit really took over, I'm telling you, if you understood how much life, how much better life was without it. You would give it away in a second. Mm-hmm. It's it's stolen so much from us. And we've had it for so long now that people don't understand what it's even stolen. It steals everything. It steals our whole ability to live presently in reality all the time. Like it's completely different life. It's completely different and and not for the better. Regardless of the economic success that I've had, I've had my whole life for the most part that has been built through the internet. Okay, I would give that all away in one fucking second to not have it. Mm. That's how much better life was. I would give it away fucking a hundred times to zero over how much better it was without it. 
Like this is ruining our lives. It's ruining our relationships. It's ruining our ability to communicate. Our human experience. Yes, it's ruining it. Yeah. And we keep going more and more and more and more and more into it. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. So at least give us a couple days, you know, like the holidays so we can like chill and like spend it with our families and fucking relax. Right, go argue with your aunt or something. Yeah, it's, oh, well, just don't answer your texts. Well, it's kind of hard when it happens every fucking two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like real talk, like all you guys that have my cell phone number, I'm getting a new number. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving it to anybody. You guys in this room will have it. The people here, key people will have it. And my five closest friends will have it outside of here. And that is it. Yeah. That is fucking it. So that's coming soon. I love it. Yeah, you ain't getting it. I love it. So don't ask me. The worst is, is the people that fucking, like you just meet and they're like, oh, get your number? Absolutely not. No. No fucking way. I don't know who the fuck you are. (laughs) You're one of these people that fucking text every fucking 30 seconds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. Not happening. Yeah. But guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think down in the comments. Hashtag time is up. And let us know your thoughts. Um, so with that being said, man, that was our third and final headline. Eric Adams looks a little shocked there, doesn't he? Like he's a little taken back. Like No, he 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 was just about to go off on a reporter. He should have. Yeah. He should have. But he couldn't remember he just from his observation, yeah. he couldn't remember if he actually knew this person or not. That's what I was picking up. He couldn't remember. He's like, fuck, do I know this person or not? He didn't want to say, I never fucking heard of this person. Right. Because he's- They'll use that against you. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was being careful with his words. Yeah. He's not sure. Yeah. So guys, let's get into our final segment of the show. We got thumbs up, and I got a good one for you. This is, this is a really good one. I like this one a lot. Um, so this is, guys, for you guys that don't know or are new, maybe this is your first episode, uh, Thumbs Up or Dumb as Fuck, this is where we bring a headline up, we talk about it, and we get one of those two, uh, two options. So uh, our Thumbs Up or Dumb as Fuck headline reads, uh, Teacher of the Year creates mock vacation to Mexico for her students and even gets them to stand in line for their passport applications. Now, this happened about a month ago, but there's a follow-up here that I thought was pretty awesome. So um, a first-grade teacher has gone above and beyond for her students by putting together an elaborate simulated trip to Mexico. In now viral footage on TikTok, Sonia White was seen creating faux passport, boarding passes, and an entire air travel simulation for her classroom to bring awareness of Hispanic Heritage Month and improve their money handling skills. Uh, Quote, come along with first grade to Mexico, White said in the video. Here, we're taking passport pictures. I'm going to laminate some boarding passes, and I'm going to laminate some sombreros and make some uh, make them our placemats. So here, here's- Oh, that cultural appropriation. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Can't have that. <laughs> but let's watch, let's watch the video. We're we headed to. Um, we're going to the passport office. We are. We're headed to the passport office. Come along with first grade to Mexico. Here, we're taking passport pictures. I'm going to laminate some boarding passes. And I'm going to laminate our sombreros and make them our placemats. Are you excited? Where are we going today? Mexico. Did you bring some stuff? Where are you going with that bag? Uh, to Mexico. Are you going to Mexico? Good morning. Good morning. Where are you going? Mexico. To Mexico. And now I turn into Superwoman. I'm going to change my classroom into an airplane. I found a video on YouTube that they're going to watch to make us feel like we're in the air. They have passports. They have boarding passes. And of course, we are flying Southwest Airlines. I'm going to give each young adult their passport and their airline ticket because no mommies are allowed to go. 
and I'm going to match their little passports up to their faces to make sure they are who they say they are. So now I'm a TSA agent. They are going to board the aircraft and get ready for takeoff. They can sit anywhere they like on my plane. There ain't never been a TSA agent that nice. No, fuck no. Search that little motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> we are now open the door for the aircraft. It's cool, man. This is cool. It's, it's fucking cool, right? Um, so they do this little simulated trip. Bro, she's teaching them real skills, too. Real skills. Like, I, just, had to, I actually think this is amazing. They had to, like, you know, they budgeted their money. Yeah. Like, it's fucking cool. I thought yeah. that was fucking awesome. So, like I said, this story's about a month old, right? Yeah. But there's been a new development. Yeah. Right? They so, fly back? Huh? They fly back? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. So, so in, in her classroom, she simulated that they were uh, flying with Southwest, right? Yeah. Well, Southwest reached out. Um, uh, the headline reads, Southwest helps teacher turn mock trip into reality after viral video. So um, after that video um, of that first grade teacher down in Texas, um, Southwest, they reached out to her. So the videos by now has gotten millions of views. Um, and Southwest decided uh, to plan a field trip for all the first grade students uh, at the school. The students started their trip at the Southwest Dallas maintenance hangar. Uh, for a behind-the-scenes tour of how real airplanes work, they then boarded a Southwest Boeing 737 MAX 8, uh, which for some was the first time they have even seen a real plane, Southwest said. Uh, just like with the mock setup in the class, the students interacted with flight attendants, took their seats, and they were served a special snack. Um, they also got to do some fun activities like constructing a Southwest plane made of paper. Um, an actual pilot hopped on the plane with the students to teach them more about aviation. Um, and told them inspiring messages like always follow your dreams and stay true to your heart. Um, afterwards, the students were able to see real planes taking off into the skies from Dallas, Fort Worth International. Um, Southwest said as a thank you to uh, helping shape future leaders, the company gifted all the first grade teachers and the school principal with two round trip tickets to anywhere uh, with that airline. Uh, quote, Southwest is honored to have the opportunity to create a unique aviation experience for the first grade students, just as Mrs. White did for her class. Who knows? Maybe there's a future Southwest employee in this group of sweet kids, company said. Um, and here's a few pictures from that field trip. That's cool, man. I just thought, dude, that, that's I think it's super cool. It's cool. That's super cool. Like, that's exact. I noticed that Southwest brought them the nice plane, though. Look at those Yeah, seats. I'm going to say, dude, because I, I took a fucking Southwest Listen, flight. There's somebody on Southwest that's really good at PR. They're like, hey, we'll get our nicest plane. Yeah. We'll do this thing. It'll get massive press. It'd be nice. Unfortunately, I believe that's what this is. This is a PR move, but it's a good one. It's a good one. And yeah. it's still cool for the kids. So everybody's yeah. winning. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Would have been cool if they would figure out a way to actually, like, take those kids somewhere in Mexico, like, as a group. For like a couple days. Safely, yeah. I don't know how you would do that. But that's probably why they didn't do it. Because yeah. it would be a logistical nightmare. But uh, I think this is awesome. And really like mass. I, like we give the teachers a lot of heat in here, right? Like, yeah. Because most, most of them are teaching Okay, bullshit. most of them are full of shit. Yeah. But reality is there are some really good teachers that really become responsible for any success or, uh, you know, I don't know, winning you know, good things in these kids' lives, yeah. you know, and, and this woman is clearly one of them. Yeah. She's teaching them real skills. They're having fun. They're getting a good life experience. Um, I mean, if all teachers would like that, this whole country would look completely different. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. No doubt at all. So that woman, that woman, there, she's probably getting paid, you know, fucking, what, 60, 50, 60 grand, maybe? Like, the, that's, this is why teacher, if we could cor correct the pay scale with teachers 
and stop spending our tax dollars on Ukraine and like all this useless woke shit and all this bullshit. And we actually increased teacher salary to a level where they could actually live a more comfortable existence. For sure. It would attract better quality teachers and get rid of all of these people who are just there to push their own agenda on children. So if I were president, that would happen immediately. Immediately. I would sign a fucking executive order to like increase base minimum pay for teachers. And any teachers that had any of these other flags besides the American flag would be fired immediately. Trump's talking about something like that. Yeah. Defunding those schools. But we have to we have to reward and make the career positions that are most important to the future of this country the more lucrative. Or, yeah, the make or break fucking positions, yes, man. Because this would take people who would otherwise go be something that earn more money. They would maybe have interest and say, you know what? I'm going to go do this instead. I'm going to pour into these kids. I'm going to teach these kids real skills. Mm-hmm. And dude, we have to have that. Like, that's yeah. a, it's a must have. So I got an interesting idea. I had this idea pop up. I feel like there needs to be some type of program incentive, right? You talk about giving back to your community, right? So like, let's say you were like, you know, a high level artist, right? And you retire from being art. And one of, like in order to, like the part of your fucking community payback is you have to go teach for two years. Mm-hmm. If you're a fucking entrepreneur in business and you killed it, you had a successful time, once you retire or get done, you go teach. You know what I'm saying? Have there be some Well, you could of- do that. Yeah, you could do that by simply giving tax advantages to those people. To those, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think that'd be to fucking To those individual dope. people. Like, if you said to those people, okay, like- Go build your companies. Yeah, let's let's just say this, okay? Yeah. Let's say you built a company and you retired because you sold it. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, you're going to be taxed at 15% capital gains on your business sale, or you're going to be taxed at 8% if you agree to go teach for four years. Four years, exactly. At, you know, this salary, we're going to mm-hmm. pay you, but yeah. you, if you agree to go, dude, we have a totally different country. Bro. Yeah. That's why it'd be some powerful, and you're actually being taught by people who- Yeah. I don't know if that's the exact way, but- some, some, I'm sure some farmer that though, bro, it could fucking yeah, work. Yeah, right. It would I mean, work. we're just kind of thinking it up right now, but the reality yeah. is- if we don't incentivize high-skilled people to go do these jobs, high-care people to go do these jobs, because it's not just about the caring. It's yeah. also about the skills. For sure. This woman cares and has skills. See, she she cares to put all this effort for these kids, but she also has the skill set to understand that those kids are going to learn in a fun environment, not a lecture environment. Sure. And so those are the kind of people we must have teaching our kids. We must have people that are high care and high skill. And right now, I think we have a lack of both. I think we have a, a culture where a lot of teachers are there because they get three or four months off a year and they can do whatever they want. And while they're there, they don't care about the kids. They care about pushing their own personal agenda mm-hmm. or whatever their political lane happens to be onto these kids. And we're seeing more and more and more of that. But I also think on the flip side of that, we have to remember that that's not all teachers. And that's probably not the majority of teachers, but those teachers that do those things should not be teachers. Agreed. And those teachers who do things like this woman, you guys should be the ones who are standing up saying, we can't have this. We got to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. A massive advocate. But they're afraid of their own teachers union. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid if they speak up, they'll get blackballed out of their own job. That This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing mm-hmm. with oppression and tyranny on multiple different levels and intimidation tactics. No different than Eric Adams being accused of this thing is our teachers afraid to speak up because they're afraid they'll be punished by the teachers union. Mm-hmm. 
That's wrong. It's fucked up. The teachers' union should be abolished. I think all unions. Well, that's a discussion for another day. No. But, I mean, unions serve a particular point up until the point of when they become more worried about the union's strategic partnerships and less about the actual union members who are supposed to work. Exactly. Okay? And we have that situation going on across all the unions in this country where a lot of the unions are partnered up with these big funds and these big political initiatives, and they tell their members to vote a certain way or do a certain thing, but the reality is is the interests that that union is advocating for do not represent the interest of the earner, or of the worker. They represent the interest of the bosses who are getting a cut of whatever corrupt deals being made. Absolutely, yeah. bro. So, like, we have to be honest. It's not like it's not like unions are a terrible thing if they were actually operated appropriately. But they've become so corrupt over the course of history that now we have a situation where even the union, in a lot of cases, doesn't serve the workers. It's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's real, man. So thumbs up on this story, obviously. Uh, Great job, Mrs. White. And uh, with that being said, man, Andy, guys, that is all I have. Yep. Don't forget, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, uh, Day in the Life, Episode 2. And uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold, does a no headshot, case closed, closed.